0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry, discussing the greatest movies
1: of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry back from a couple weeks off. Uh, End of summer, now we're ready for the fall and the fall movie months ahead, which uh, normally we'd get some good Oscar bait, some decent sized movies come out. There's some we'll talk about it. It's not like it used to be seems to be a theme for Chuck and I for the last two years on this podcast. Uh, Lots to do too. Uh, We'll do some movie news just ahead, but let's bring in Chuck Curry right now, Chuck. uh, How you doing? My friend, we had a couple weeks off. You you reduced ready to go.
0: I'm more tired than ever, but I'll do it anyway.
1: (laughs) 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 That's interesting uh, enough. Um,
0: Hey, well, I want to start being, I, I believe in honesty so that's my honest opinion I let's wanted go to let's start
1: go. with a, a small movie news and then go into a review real quick because they just sure. released the karate Kid the reboot movie coming out June 7th 2024 and over the last couple of weeks since we've been off um yeah. this is a totally new reboot for Sony Pictures all new cast you know basically starting all over again
0: no, but, no, no, no. That's, not ne- that's not necessarily accurate I mean basically they did say that it will take place. The only thing they said, they didn't say anything like casting a character, but they did say it will take place in the universe, the original Karate Kid.
1: So well, then that li- that begs the question, is, does it take place in the universe of what Cobra Kai has become on Netflix? Now, I just finished up season five of Cobra Kai. Have you been continuing to watch this show?
0: I yeah. I have have not watched it. My wife and daughter have, and they loved it. And listen, it has 100% positive on RottenTomatoes.com. Many believe this is the best of the five series. It's hot as ever. Uh, It is amazing how they've transformed a movie from 1984 into something that people truly do enjoy still in uh, 2022.
1: Well, I will say people are saying it's the best of the five are way off. It's completely over the top. And the tone of the show is completely different from the first couple of seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. this was supposed to be a redemption series with Johnny, and really Johnny's be- become a, a byproduct of everything else going on around. Uh, all these characters coming back, which are fun to see. The old characters come back from the movies. Terry Silver be really a hardcore villain in this fifth season. I just think that they're overdoing a little bit. With um, I, I'd like a little more nostalgia and a little less anger and kicking. I mean, these kids go from zero to 100 into a fight, not only the kids, but the adults. It's just it's you know, it's really? almost kitschy now, Chuck. It's not even it yeah. almost looks it almost feels intentional that like, well, we made a soap opera here and we're going to make it that
0: way. So do you think, OK, good question. Um, the question is, can you do a theatrical film? called the karate kid let's just say it takes place in that universe and he, I, I mean it's not be unlikely that rob macho would be the star could he be the mentor uh mm-hmm. obviously they're going to look for a, a young a young protege would that work as a feature film after the 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 success of kobukai and the question is is it really necessary we both know why they're doing it because sure. the viability has never been higher so i get it but is it is it worth doing
1: I don't know. I mean, they changed the character of of, of Daniel Larusso quite a bit. I mean, he he's not mm-hmm. as likable as he used to be. He's not. I mean, it, it 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 would be interesting to see. The heart of the show is Daniel Larusso and and the two boys that are are uh, you know his son and then M- Miguel. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. the, who's who's really. I mean, they're the heart of the show. Everything else around right. it is just noise, and it. I, I I hope that they just get back to basics a little bit. That's the first two seasons was all about heart, uh, nostalgia, uh, you know, uh-huh. redemption, all these things. And now it's just become this soap opera of karate that is just way over the top with the villains that they bring well, in.
0: Um, I'm curious, your opinion of the 2010 reboot with Jackie Chan. Jada I liked S- it a
1: lot. I did. I, I thought did it was too. actually pretty good. Too. Yeah. I mean, I, so I,
0: what they did, obviously, it's not it, it's 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 spinning it. A little bit uh, on its wheels in terms of the setting, right? It's not in America; it's in it's in China, which I thought was interesting. But the concept remained the same, and I can accept that uh, in a in a parallel universe from what they did in the original franchise. So I, I did I did like that reboot. I mean, the the concept of listen, the concept of of a kid who who gets bullied and is mentored and then gets oh, redemption yeah. is always a winning formula. I Absolutely. Mean, that's why Rocky. That's why that's why the Rocky formula has lasted uh, 40 years. Exactly. I mean, it's it's no secret. So this formula will work. It's just a matter of, do you have a a solid enough script, good character, and and a director who could uh, bring it home? So we'll see.
1: We will see. Um, I don't know what you've gotten a chance to see over the last couple of weeks we have been off. I will say Pinocchio, oh, no, 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 no. Not very good, Chuck. It's boring. So you Um, watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Um, it the, the special effects aren't as good as they need to be. Um, you well, know,
0: I watched Moon. I did watch Moonfall. We'll talk about that. In a bah, second.
1: I mean, I, I'd rather not waste a listener's ch- time on Moonfall and ripping it apart. I mean, it's a t I've saw. I saw it too. It's a terrible, terrible movie that's on HBO Max now. If you want to watch it, um, just everything Bro, wrong. Everything wrong. Noah Emmerich's been doing now for the last ten hey, years. He hey, hey, doing hey,
0: it. Hey, hey, <laughs> It makes 2012 look like uh it, like an epic. It does, and I like 2012, but but and it despite its 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 issues in the third act, but it it, it appears that this is a guy who hit big with Independence Day, and some people did some naysayers, but we both love that original film. We thought it was one of the better popcorn movies of our lifetime. I would I would think that's a fair for me. That is absolutely a fair assessment. It just makes you wonder how. Uh, he could look at a script and say, "Let's let's produce this. Let's let me direct this." I, there's no script to direct.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. And the leads and the actors are hardly interested. Uh, it it's 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 just a mess. I mean, if you want to waste an, an hour and forty five minutes of your life uh, and watch another disaster movie, I guess you could be like Chuck and I and out of pure.
0: I gotta be honest with you. I would not even classify Moonfall as a disaster movie, Chuck, because. It... Because what they're doing is they're trying to do something in the last act, right, that is thought-provoking. Right. And, and it's sort of a twist. And they're just doing that, in my opinion. I know there's, there was, there's a few people who dug that to it. But in my opinion, it's just trying to do something because it didn't have the money to do a disaster movie. Right. So they're cutting, they're cutting corners every, every, you know, every minute of the running time. And, and then they decide to do something thought-provoking with a twist. And it's like it feels cheap.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it looks cheap too. It doesn't even look, have these
0: green screen. The, you could see it was pretty yeah. evident. in A lot yeah. of shots.
1: Yeah. It's too bad. Chuck, uh, a lot of the movie yeah. news I saw over the last couple of weeks of delays people. I mean, movies just keep getting delayed, whether it's rogue squadron from Patty Jenkins, yeah. haunted mansion, yeah. the next Marvel uh-huh. movie, everything's just getting pushed, pushed, pushed. Is this just, it can't, we can't keep blaming this on streaming and COVID what's going on here.
0: I mean, I, I think uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, 100%. I think some of it does have to do with some of these production companies that do produce uh, the the uh the the CGI effects that they're backlogged and and there there are issues and not enough people to work on all these movies to complete them. I do think that is a viable excuse, but it is a bummer. I mean, we need marketplace both as a both as a fan, we need product in the marketplace both as a fan, and obviously the theater owners need uh need need, need product and you're going to have uh, you're going to have a, a December where you need more big movies the big popcorn blockbusters you're going to need them and um they're not going to be there
1: well and and we'll talk about the de- the 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 dearth of movies coming up is just ridiculous when we we do our fall movie preview here chuck a couple of previews yeah. i i did see that were kind of interesting hocus yeah. pocus 2 looks fun i mean it looks like it captures it
0: the does that bum you – and here's the thing. When you talked about Pinocchio, now I, I vented a few weeks ago when I first saw the trailer, like why in the world is Disney not putting this in theaters? I guess the answer is obvious. Yeah, it's pretty the obvious. the reception is not good. But Hocus Pocus too. the built-up audience over over decades now, I think that that movie would have a really sizable opening weekend. Am I wrong?
1: I agree, especially if you get released in Halloween week the uh, leading up to it. I think this would make right? a lot of money, yeah. Me too. It doesn't make, and it looks like it captures the same cha- kind of charm as the first movie does. I mean, it's a moderately entertaining and, movie. And that, let's
0: be honest, nobody's going to mistake the first one for high art. But for no, whatever but, it is, for whatever it is, it 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 it, it gravitated with, with a certain audience that have a really good time with that movie.
1: Yeah, it's it is a little puzzling as to what they're doing. And I will say, uh, yeah. the 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 trailer for "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Yeah, let's uh, talk
0: about that. Let's, it looks really it good. You yeah, but s- here's the thing. Uh, they say uh, I'm glad you brought that up. They say that this is a hard-hitting biopic it doesn't of doesn't look Houston. like it. Yeah. Not, a, not based on that trailer. I mean, based on the trailer, it looks like I mean, a lot of entertainment value because the music was outstanding. But and then I'm going to bounce into Marilyn, uh, the 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 uh, the blonde. Uh, mm. From what I'm hearing about that, I want to bounce into that too. But uh, Whitney Houston's life. Okay, here's what I want to see. I want to see her. I want to see her rise to to fame. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, I want to hear all her songs. And she's one of the great vocalists, if not the greatest vocalists of all time. Okay, but what I want to see in that movie is I want to see how Bobby Brown got his hooks into her, basically destroyed one of the great talents of all time. You don't want to see that? Yeah,
1: I I think we will. I mean, I think they're just trying to package this right now as... OK, as you know, it's going to be another fun time. a la Elton John Queen kind of thing in the theater. So I, I do, too. Um, I don't don't want any punches pulled here because the last you you 10 years of her life can't, is can't, as interesting as the first tell, 10 years of her starting.
0: Yes, you can't tell that story without the toxic cancer of Bobby Brown injected into her life and the tragedy yeah. that developed.
1: Chuck, let's wait on blonde till we do the fall movie preview, because I know you want to talk yeah, about sure. that. And that's one of the first movies we're going to bring up. But I did see that, you know, casting is done in a release date. You know, we talk about Pinocchio. Snow White is getting the live mm-hmm. action treatment. Yeah. with Rachel Zegler as Snow White and uh, Gal Gadot as the yeah. evil witch. Good yeah. casting. Real good casting. Yeah,
0: very good casting. And, and
1: they've got it right before. Lion King, sure, Beauty sure and the, the Beast.
0: Payche- I'm sure the paychecks cleared well, too.
1: Well, yeah. they did. But, you know, they've made great movie redone. Uh, Beauty and the Beast is really good. Lion King's you really know. good. Jungle Book is really good. So they can get it right. Let's hope they get it right this
0: time. Uh, those are big properties. There's no doubt. And, and listen, Disney has not been hesitant uh, to, to to any extent in saying, hey, listen, we're going to make these live action movies for one reason. And uh, that's going to add a lot more money to the coffers because these movies will be financially successful. And I am
1: not going to feed into this narrative of the um, African American Little Mermaid. That's all over Twitter right now. Yeah, the people either. that care about this really yeah. need something else to care yeah, about. I,
0: I agree. I agree one hundred percent.
1: I mean, it's a movie, guys. It doesn't really yeah, matter, I, and, and I, it's I it. it should just be embraced and have fun. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, last but not least, Constantine too. Yeah, I, I saw mean, that. What uh, I mean, I saw Constantine in the theaters. Rachel Weisz and of course Keanu Reeves in the lead. Interesting yeah. character, obviously based on a comic book. Again, um, there's a long time between Constantine one and two.
0: There's a long time, but here's the thing that I found that was interesting: they're going to supposedly Constantine, the character, will take place in the confines of the DC EU universe. Interesting. So, so if they wanted to, they can mesh him uh, in with, I guess, Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, in those characters, hmm. which 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 really elevates the uh, original film by by doing that. Now, there's been all sorts of, uh, and I thought the original film was okay. It was okay. I know people, yeah, I know people who dig it though, and it has a cult following. And Keanu Reeves is red hot yep. again. You know, John yep. Wick, the the, the leverage uh, on on that on that that franchise has really elevated him to uh, good things, and he's a super likable person. I wish him nothing but. Um, the best but you know there's been all sorts of rumors about what discovery is going to do with warner brothers and the dc property uh they appear that ben affleck will play batman a lot more and and um gal gadot has an extensive not a cameo but a, a full-blown uh third act scene that appears in shazam 2 um there's big rumors that henry Caval will come back uh in the in the post credit sequence of, of Black Adam. And if Black Adam is a hit in October, they're going to make him into sort of the Thanos of the DC universe. Having said that, it does appear to me, just from a financial analysis, that just Warner Brothers, uh, the Discovery is probably going to piece some parts of this company together and sell them off. I, I can see that happening because how can a company sustain itself with 60 billion dollars in debt i mean they could take the dc universe and, and sell it off uh for a ton of money and somebody could say hey uh, you know disney could buy it and say we'll do this right so right. i don't know where they're gonna go i am curious uh who's gonna who, what what exactly what is their game plan because based on what you see on youtube uh people just for some reason seem to fabricate stories that have no basis in mm-hmm. fact uh, oh, and he reg- they make it up just for clicks. It's actually sad.
1: Um, I I think that goes beyond movies, Chuck. Uh, <laughs> people making up stories for clicks—that <laughs> is
0: not exclusive to to movie making. Well, there's one, there's one, there's one guy on YouTube. Ping, uh, they pong something right, and he does a good job. But he comes on and he speculates three times a day. And all he <laughs> talks about is DC D C E U. All he talks about Henry Caval's coming back. Henry Cavill's not coming back. Michael key like uh, like it gets to the point of like, you know, just give me the facts. Like yeah, uh, yeah. you know, speculate. Speculation's fine for a couple of a uh, couple of podcasts or a couple of video blogs, but not, not three times a day for uh, months on end.
1: Chuck, I did see the did you see the Fablemans um trailer, the Steven Spielberg film, the, uh, pretty autobiographical. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks really yes. good. It, it, the problem yes. is, will will the subject matter will people? I mean, a, a kid growing up wanting to make movies in the fifties from a, a weird home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting yeah. subject matter, but boy, if you're a Spielberg
0: it, fan, it, this it, looks it like will interest me and you, but will yeah. it interest the mainstream? Yeah, listen, but it's still good because we, you know, the industry needs, uh, you know, adult-oriented, or mature-oriented, sophisticated product, and we, you know, I, I miss the the. Uh, the old school award season. I haven't felt it in the last few uh, few years post COVID because the product's been limited. As uh, the theatrical distribution's been nil. Um. So yeah, I mean, I want to see it. And just if you bounce off into you, just let me just say this: the, the, the Emmys were on Sunday night, right? Keenan Keenan uh, Thompson hosted. Yeah. I thought yeah. he did a, a a decent job. But they, they they the the telecast itself. They keep trying to reinvent the wheel to make it just so different. Uh, for the viewer at home, but the ratings were the lowest they've ever been, and it was off twenty five percent year to year, which is sort of stunning considering last year was much more COVID uh heavy than than this year. But it does show you, Mike, that the back the celebrity backlash is very much alive and well, and Absolutely. people are basically giving the middle finger to these award shows and saying, "I had no interest, buddy. I, I, I just don't." Yeah.
1: I, and and I don't and and the people that are saying that aren't necessarily wrong either for thinking No, that. no I'm, they're not.
0: But I guess the question. I guess I guess the question. I'll ask you the question. I'll put you on the spot. The question is why? Why is this a, such a severe celebrity backlash now? Why?
1: Um, I well, I think part of the reason is that the. That- there are no movie stars anymore. Everybody's a star now. Like social media has made it possible where, well, why would I idolize a movie star where all I could do is make a TikTok video and maybe I could be you know, somebody could notice me. So the the mystique is gone from all of that and then the heavy handedness that they've come down on people, especially during award ceremonies of here's how we should live. Here's how you use this is the right way to live. You're wrong if you don't, you know, do this that and they are pretty out there telling you uh, you know, than if, ever. more
0: than ever, more than it only feels, it, it feels like if you're a celebrity like i don't want to say live in fear but the way you conduct yourself has completely changed
1: absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and it's amazing there are still teflon people out there like leonardo dicaprio i mean how many guys can dump a 24 year old girl because she's too old in his 50s well, and nobody cares yeah. you know especially in this day and age but yeah it's, very true it's amazing how it is uh but yeah, I, I gotta be honest with you, Chuck. I saw the cool. Emmys trending on, on, on Twitter. I didn't even know it was on. So yeah. I I think that's okay. another problem. There's still too many choices for people out there mm-hmm. to even realize, you know, that it's on or, or where it's on. Um yeah. uh, one more thing before I don't know if you had anything else, but did you see the um the D twenty three uh convention last week and Harrison Ford introducing I the clip on stick I mean, he got very emotional. Um, He had the co-star on stage with him. I mean, he, you know, it's hard to fake and, you know, hyperbole with, you know, Indiana Jones on stage. I don't think he's faking that passion, Chuck, because it really made it seem like he believed in this film a lot.
0: You know, as as much as Han Solo is iconic with Harrison Ford, and justifiably, of course, so. Indiana Jones is his staple. Yeah. His life. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. And and he makes and it he did a, like, he did a he did a he did a photo op he did a photo op with uh with 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 the 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 actor uh who, who played short round and it made me realize like why didn't he just why didn't he just bring short round back for that film
1: I, I don't I don't know why they wouldn't to be honest or even Cape Capshaw yeah. for that matter I mean why I, I not Yeah, um, well it it was good because it got me excited because if he's not going to go on stage and almost break down unless this yeah. is a really good movie by James Mangold so. Uh, And John Williams, of course, coming back at 92 in the score, a brand new score for it, which is incredible uh, in and of itself. Uh, What movie news do you have before we move forward here? What do you got?
0: Uh, I I don't have a lot. All I I, I, uh, this weekend at the box office, uh, the the woman king, which I was not a big fan of that trailer of Viola Viola Davis. But it appears to have striking a chord A plus, Mike, A plus cinema score. Uh, preview showings last night Thursday, which had opened 1.7 million, and is doing. It's, do, it's going to do 18 million, which is blowing past expectations. It's a 50 million dollar budget. Uh, people describe it as it's being sold as Braveheart meets Black Panther. Listen, I'm a fan of hers. Um, and it sort of piques my interest now. Uh, that people like it so much, which I think's good. Yeah, you're right.
1: The trailer didn't do much for me either. No, uh, for
0: me it didn't either.
1: And it, it's coming up. It's coming out against nothing too. I mean. Is Confess Fletch gonna make uh, any well, I mean,
0: money? No. That, what they're doing with that is, Mike, it's being sold directly to pay per view. Not even a streamer. Not even crazy. a streamer. Pay per view. Which, and and and, and then I, I'm changing the channels the other day. Mike, I see John Hamm pop up in a Progressive commercial oh, yeah, with he's that. A, yeah, with he's on a lot of them. Like, he does him, him and in Flow. Holy yeah. Smoke.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: After he's... Mad Men. After Mad Men, reducing, I mean, the guy's a fantastic guy's a good actor. Doesn't he's good. Very talented. He, in, he elevates the Top Gun Maverick. He elevates anything he's in. You know, the town, very good. But I, I envision him materializing a little bit more into, like, a George Clooney-type career. It has not happened. Yeah. He's very different.
1: No, I know. I know. What else you got?
0: Um, The only thing I got, I just want to point out, this week in movie history, I mean, I'm this week in TV history, 1978, Taxi premiered on ABC, ran for five years, four on NBC, got canceled, and it was picked up by uh, NBC, well, ABC, and then it was picked up by NBC for year five. To me, one of my all time favorite sitcoms with one of the most iconic, great chemistry casts of all time. And we've talked about Andy Kaufman before on, on this program, but <laughs> when you go on YouTube and watch Andy Kaufman's stuff with Jerry Lawler in the 80s and that appearance on David Letterman, it's like it is just unbelievably insane, but also crazy entertaining
1: and and, uh, and you know, these series today, there's a lot, a lot of popular series that last a really long time and they're very popular. And then you think back at yeah. shows like Taxi you're like, oh, that must have been on a really long time. It really wasn't on that long. You know, but, it, it, but it, every episode was brilliant. classic, brilliantly written. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, too. did you see the sure. on did you see the onset photos for Beverly Hills Cop Four?
0: I did, I did, and I I love what I saw because uh, um, Judge Reinhold and uh, John John Aston, right? His name is Taggart. Uh, Yep,
1: and and Paul Reiser is going to be back too.
0: Awesome, because the truth of the matter is, it needs it needs those characters for me for me to work. It does. It needs those characters, and that's really good.
1: Uh, Well, let's hope it's let's hope it's really good.
0: He he still looks great, man. He does. He he
1: he looks incredible. He he really does look incredible. Uh, Chuck. Before we get into uh, anything else, we got to do Fast Five. I give you five actors or actresses, and you tell me the first movie that pops to mind. This one's going to be easy. Well, maybe not so easy because there's two movies okay. you can go. Roddy McDowell would have been 94 this weekend, Chuck. Uh, he died in wow. 1998. Wow, it's been well, that long.
0: Listen, i, I got to put Roddy McDowell as, as Cornel- Cornelius initially in the Planet Apes. He was in four. Wow. He appeared in of four of the five. I know he was Acres in the Poseidon Adventure. But I got to tell you, when I was a kid, as a kid, my mother always used to bring me to R.E. the movies, and one of them was The Legend of Hell House oh, with Roddy McGee.
1: Yeah, that's and, a great and movie.
0: And I, I really dug that movie. I thought that was creepy. That that end sequence was—I was, thought that movie was really creepy. And uh, I met actually, and uh, you probably still have it. You, yeah, I think I you stole it from me. But, okay, <laughs> no, you I gave it to McMan. me. You gave
1: it to okay. me. You gave it to me. Still have it? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, well, it's, send me a
0: picture because I want to say, Okay, so here's the thing. I went to a convention 20-something years ago, maybe almost – probably 30, right? It was a Star Trek convention, I think, or a horror convention, Fangoria. I went, used to go to those two all the time. I used to take the March bus into New York City or took to D-Train when I was living in Brooklyn. And I met Roddy McDowell, uh, and he was super, super nice. He signed my still. I talked about him playing Eagorts in the Poseidon Adventure, and I said, I love you in Friday Night, and that was the uh, still that he signed. He looked great. Uh, very much a gentleman, but I definitely was a fan of Roddy Miguel.
1: Yeah, I mean, Peter Vincent to me is one of the top five characters of all time oh, yeah. in cinema. Perfect so, perfect
0: casting, perfect casting.
1: And acres Peter Vincent, Cornelius. I mean, that's a pretty good career, Chuck. Uh,
0: when they, when they did like when CBS did the cheapo series of Planet Apes, they yeah. got they even got him, back. he played Galen, right? Galen, yep. was the yep. yeah, as a character, yeah.
1: And then, um, and in and, and the Legend of Hellhouse the remake's actually pretty good in that too. He actually does; it's actually a good movie too. Yeah, I, I Roddy McDowell, great career. Another guy yeah. died way too young, more of a TV star than a movie star. But I mm-hmm. couldn't pass up John Ritter, who, believe it or not, would have only been seventy-four years old this week, and he yeah. died uh, in two thousand and three. To me, you yeah. bring up Taxi and Louis De Palma. To me, Jack Tripper yeah. is the best character of all time on television.
0: Oh, that's very hyper. Listen, I love Therese' company. I thought it was uh, 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 sort of it, it. really didn't have a, a lot of substance, but you didn't need it because it made you laugh. And yeah. that show was just twenty two minutes minus commercials. It aired originally on on ABC back in the day. It certainly brought edge to network television, to say the least. And he delivered his lines a plus. Really, really well. A he plus. was. He, would, I mean, he did a movie called Hero at Lodge with Ann Archer. Yep, yep. Yeah, like he was in Sling Blade. Yep, very um,
1: good in that. And in Problem yeah. Child movies, he did a lot of people oh, like yeah. those, yeah.
0: He got a good paycheck for those, which is good.
1: Yep, yep, I always loved him. Um, uh, How about uh, Kyle Chandler, Chuck? Uh, you and I both are big fans of him. Another guy you could name a TV show because he's so good in Friday Night Lights, but Kyle yeah. Chandler is uh well, he, 57 years old.
0: Is he 57? Okay, yeah. so Kyle Chandler, to me, you know, I like the movie Friday Night Lights with Billy Bob Thornton, but but I absolutely adored the TV show Friday Night Lights with Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton. Um, it just felt real like that show just captured what it was trying to achieve as good as any TV show uh, I could imagine. And uh, Kyle Chandler uh, was the heart and soul and Connie Britton, too, but terrific yeah. on that show. He, there's something about his look, Chuck. Every time I see the Friday Night Football high school uh radiates throughout this country i mean yeah. it's it's an awesome it's an off, awesome so uh cultural experience and that 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 really is a great show
1: and let's not forget his first show remember early edition way back when yeah. back in on yes. cbs um mm-hmm. and i loved him and you know anytime i get a chance to bring up super eight i'm gonna bring up super yeah, eight because people movie. really need I to see that this. movie
0: is in the godzilla movies i would say this he he um he, he's he's good on the big screen but he lives for the small screen. He, he's just, I think he's great on the small screen.
1: One of my favorite character actors of all time, Chuck, Jack Warden would have been 102 this weekend. Um, boy, I mean, wow. there's so many to pick from oh, I mean,
0: the blind man and beyond the Poseidon. Have you ever heard of that movie beyond the Poseidon adventure? I, mean, I watch I, it. four times a week now my ice cream. I actually thought 60. to
1: my, I actually thought to my, I didn't even think of that. You would you bring that movie. Up.
0: You threw me, you threw, you, what you did is you threw me a, you threw me a a, a, a fifty a bone. mile an hour fastball down uh,
1: the middle. Um, Jack Warden <laughs> to me, um, cool. is Heaven Can Wait. Max Corkle, I think he's great in that. I, I yeah. he's great in everything, and I also loved yeah. his turn in uh, Night in the City. With uh, boy oh boy, he's so good in that opposite of Robert De Niro late in his career too. And of course, he plays uh the verdict. He plays his uh, right hand man, uh, 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 Paul Newman's right hand man. Jack Warden can do oh, it all. And and of course, an iconic Twilight Zone episode and too, he, Chuck. Oh, it, oh yes,
0: yes, I remember that. And also in, in the TV version of the Bad News Bass, he was the manager.
1: That's right. He. That's right. He was. Um, all right, Chuck. Last but not least,
0: Walmart. James
1: Gandolfini, another one who died too soon, um, would have been only sixty-one years old this weekend.
0: Wow. Oh well, these old Tony Soprano on The Sopranos, and then you know we talked about his turn is a very very interesting. Uh, Villain uh, in the Last Castle opposite Robert Redford. Yeah, uh, sort of played against his own villainy. Uh, he played that character differently, uh, which I thought was very, very interesting. Listen, he, a fantastic he, actor, uh, an iconic uh, character uh, that he created for The Sopranos. Uh, I can't see anybody ever doing that uh, better. I was casting from the from the, from the heavens. So uh, yeah, no. I mean, his, his, his passing way too young sucked.
1: You know what movie? Uh, I really noticed how much talented it was in Get Shorty when he plays the 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 hitman kind of bully bully yeah. guy Bear, and, he, and they make him a soft a, character, yeah. and that's it was like yeah, a so total. He, he
0: was able to do that. He was able to do that very well, and and also, uh, and he probably did that because I don't think he wanted to get typecasted just as a one no pony, you know, one trick pony. Yeah. So he he verified. I mean, you're not exactly going to cast him as the hero. Uh, he's he's more a little bit of a very interesting heavy. I mean, Tony Soprano is a very con. If anybody watches that show and doesn't think that's a very complex uh, character, uh, it is 100%. But he also is an uh, eight yeah, millimeter Joel Shock. Yeah. It's one of my all time favorite Hard RB movies. I love that movie.
1: I mean, and then, you, I mean, just think of movies like uh, the, the. What do you call it? The. Crimson Tide. He's in that. He plays a, and yeah, then yeah. True Romance. He's got a great fight mm-hmm. scene um, with yes. uh, Patricia Arquette. So uh, he's just fantastic. He died way too soon. Wait, Let me ask
0: you. I don't, want to veer, I don't want to veer into something too crazy, but he was an example in The Sopranos, right? When anybody says, "How could a guy who who's a, 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 you know not the youngest guy in the world, but not the oldest, a little bit overweight, get good looking women?" and and the reason is because. What the wheels had turned in his mind were yeah. very, very fascinating. Yeah, and that was the attraction for those characters. And that was the attraction for the audience watching. And he was great well, at
1: it. Hey, think about it. Within the span of 10 minutes here, we brought in three of the most iconic characters ever on television. Louis De Palma, Jack yeah. Tripper, and and of course, Tony Soprano. I mean, they're legendary roles. Let me ask you this before sure. uh, we move on. Tony Soprano, what's going to happen next in the Sopranos universe? Are are we going back there again? I know the movie fell short of its expectations, the Newark movie. And what's going to happen with that? I don't know.
0: I don't think I I got my gut feelings. I don't think we're going back. Never Uh, again. I'll never say never again. I mean, I think I think there's a show to be done in that universe. um, And I think they I think they I certainly think they can do it. But it's always hard to recapture the lightning in the bottle magic of something so great. It's just to, it's, it's not easy to do. And many saints in Newark, uh, while very watchable, um, was not the Sopranos.
1: No, no, not at all. All right, Chuck, let's, uh, pick the year of movies and we'll go back to that date and, uh, tell you what got released in the middle of September back in the year. What year?
0: Uh, 81.
1: All right, Chuck, let's go to 1981, the middle of September. Oh, the Neil Simon movie. Only when I laugh with the co-starring team of Marsha Mason and Christy McNichol. Chuck,
0: I do not remember it. <laughs> uh, I remember both of them. Actually, I liked her a lot. Uh, uh, Marsha Mason. Max, Max Dugan returns. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. The
1: Miss, Mrs. Decade. Neil Simon, actually. Uh, how good. about Mommy Dearest came out that weekend, Chuck, which got a lot of big turns for Faye Dunaway. He uh, did well.
0: He, he played like camping. It over the over time, it's become immensely, you know, cult cultish popular. People like laughing at it. Actually, I mean, the yeah. hanger scene. She's so over the she's so over the top of that. I moment.
1: mean, she is no hot with no wire hangers <laughs> <laughs> ever. As uh, Joan Crawford, obviously, Das Boot came out that weekend too, Chuck. We talked about Wolfgang Peterson way back when. Um, how about Continental Divide, which would be really one of the last times we'd see John Belushi, but playing uh, more of a serious role yeah, in that film?
0: Right. Yep, um, I agree. I um, and it wasn't he, he did. He, you know, he started. Uh, he started to do some different stuff uh, in the tail end of his his career. Obviously, cut way too short.
1: Way, way too short. Uh, and also coming out that weekend. A lot of decent movies. Carbon copy, Chuck. Do you remember that com- comedy? Yeah, that was Denzel
0: Washington, right?
1: <laughs> George Siegel and Denzel Washington.
0: Yeah. Father's yeah.
1: son. Uh,
0: that, that's what they call a, con- a high concept movie, right?
1: High concept movie. No doubt about it. And yeah, that it came out. Budget, yeah. I actually saw that in the theaters. My dad wow, took man. us to see that. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't take us to see True Confessions, which came out as well. The reteaming of Robert De Niro, and Robert Duvall, priest and a private detective solving a, mur- a murder mystery, Chuck. That didn't really do. It didn't really do the gangbusters. Didn't get very good reviews when it came out. I remember, right. And Southern Comfort came out too. Kind of. Oh, a let me
0: tell you I love Offshoot that
1: movie. of uh, the of the of uh, Deliverance.
0: Yes, and let me. I you know I did not see that movie in a theater, but I have caught that movie on cable. That uh, Keith uh, Keith Carradine, w- w- Powers Booth,
1: Powers Booth, Stacey. Fred Fred Ward. Ward. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Good, good cast uh, intense. Uh, it is good. That's a very solid movie
1: directed by Walter Hill, who used to do a lot of solid movies.
0: That yeah, one didn't make any money.
1: Uh, Southern Comfort made, uh, let me check here, it made uh, seven, nah, it didn't, no, it did not. It was a bomb. The budget was oh. seven and a half million and it didn't recoup its money. So yeah. it did find some life
0: you know, on. You know what, you, what movie popped to mind when I when I think of that movie? Remember the movie Twinkle Twinkle Killer Kane with mm-hmm. uh St- Stacey Keith? Yeah, that, the same like gritty, I don't People remember include- that one. No. Okay. Yeah. Look it up.
1: I do remember uh, the Emerald forest with powers booth. I, I I think of that movie when I think of Southern comfort too. And so oh, fine yeah. came out that weekend too, Chuck, which was a comedy with Ryan O'Neill. Uh, so fine. Remember they're making jeans that had a,
0: I, I do remember that
1: had the butt cut out in it or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Interesting film to say the least Chuck. I wish I could say the same about uh, fall movie releases. Interesting. Interesting, interesting film, uh, because there's just nothing that's going to make you go crazy. And I'm only going to go through some of the bigger height, uh, bigger concept ones that are going to get released somewhat in theaters as well, because there's a ton that's coming out straight to Netflix or Amazon. Um, And one of the first ones and it comes out this weekend in theaters, but it'll be on Netflix in a couple of weeks. And that's the uh, Marilyn Monroe biopic Blonde, which yeah. stars one of my favorite actresses on Earth right now. Uh, Anna the armas as the lead role and you're hearing some interesting buzz on this film
0: I, I am I mean I've read uh, I read i read some of the reviews uh it, it is some people this is what they're saying that this is not an easy movie to get through in one sitting that um, I'll give you another there's evidently a scene in this film where Merrill is more than implied that Marilyn Monroe was raped by President Kennedy Um uh there's there's numerous rape scenes in in the film um they say i mean the the critics have seen it, like the movie but um it, they say it's a very hard watch it's very depressing and 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 very dark and i just say to myself like you know if you're going to do that stuff is this true yeah see that's one thing is it true like if it's like if you just yeah you can you take this angle but how accurate is it right if just, right you know I mean? if you're just embellishing hearsay uh, is that is that responsible?
1: Uh, well, maybe. I do th- want
0: to see it though. I do want to see it. So do I. And it, and it sounds yeah. like it might
1: actually play better on Netflix too than it would be in the theaters too, considering the, the content matter that it is. Another, it. another co- controversial movie comes out next week, and that's "Don't Worry, Darling." That's the director uh, Olivia Wilde, who's going through mm-hmm. a little bit of a battle with Jason Sudeikis right now. But this movie's getting a lot of buzz. Chris yeah, but not, good,
0: not, not that good though i mean it, it it uh it it premiered it got a big standing ovation at the Venice Film festival but uh a, a, a blank screen would get a 10 minute standing ovation <laughs> i, I but, will I mean, say like,
1: huh? i will say florence Pugh does um she she does captivate like me when she's on lot. screen i like her a lot
0: i like i like her a lot but they say that the movie mostly is it's a pedestrian effort that you know it's watchable but it's not going to favor or it's not going to play any part in in award season. And that's uh, not what that movie was made for.
1: Uh, also being released really? next week, along with yeah. that, Chuck, what kind of what kind of turn at the uh, turnstiles is Avatar going to get on its re-release here? Do you think people are going to go back, revisit it because they know the next one's going to come out?
0: I know I'm not. Um, I, here's the question. When they re-release this movie. All 3D. I mean, are they going to try to take us down that road with a I, with a rope around our you know our waist I don't, and pull us down that road?
1: I don't know. Now I know a couple weeks ago, and I didn't talk about it, but Jaws came out on IMAX. I went to see it, and it's just incredible on IMAX.
0: Tell me your experience. Tell me. It, it, who do you it,
1: go I, I went by myself. Um okay. I went on a Sunday night. It was actually pretty crowded oh, too. Was, so
0: you're a, so you're a loner. You've established that. Yeah, now, was, you,
1: yeah, I've established it, that. that a Sunday people, night. How yeah.
0: many people there?
1: I was probably, I would say it was about 50 people there. It was pretty crowded. Did he, was he, this is the first
0: time you ever seen it on the big screen. And
1: boy, that the first time. And uh, I didn't see it on 3D. They did release it in 3D as well, but
0: I don't I know. the 3D actual conversion was really good. Now, I don't have an interest in, in seeing it in 3D. I will tell ahead. you, though, the okay. very
1: end shot where he blows up the shark was mm-hmm. startling in IMAX. It was just, I, I did jump in my seat a little bit too. And I mean, it's not like. There's no mystery. I know what's going to happen well, next. But when,
0: when Quint gets eaten by the shark, what was that like? In that?
1: Oh, it's just incredible. It's just that the last 15 minutes of that film is just nonstop.
0: Now, um, let me ask you a question. There's an overhead shot in that movie when they get out to sea where, where you see an overhead shot of, of uh, Quint uh, uh, sitting in the boat like uh, mm-hmm. of, of, on the second deck, mm-hmm. which I always felt was an amazing shot. Theatrically had that look.
1: It's, it looks incredible, and then the scene too, where you see the the shooting stars in the background too mm-hmm. of the one scene with the uh, Brody and Hooper. It, 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 I mean, it's just a mesmerizing. I made three million dollars
0: on on twelve yeah. hundred
1: screen. It did well. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. good. That, yeah, I was surprised how many people were in there, and some mm-hmm. laughed, some clapped, and it was it got decent it was. reaction too. So yeah. it was fun to watch. Um, I, you, but like you said, I don't know if the same. I don't know if anybody's coming back for Avatar. It, it just I, I'm I'm so I'm going to be very interested to see how the the next movie actually does and if people are going to care.
0: It's going to do well now. they're gonna It's going to do. It's going to be a big movie. Well, they to foresee that It is a big movie. I I, I was actually be- thinking
1: about going to see Avatar again and just to yeah. because I haven't seen it. I don't think okay. since, since the theaters the first time. I liked yeah. it a lot, um, but I, I don't know. Maybe, um, Chuck, you've got uh, September 30th, Hocus
0: Pocus you- two. Man? Can they please re-release The Abyss? Okay, good. Move yeah, on.
1: I'm sorry. Um, unfortunately, nobody cares about that except you and me. Uh, um, Hocus Pocus 2 comes out September 30th. I mean, by comes out, it is um, Disney+. Plus. Uh, a gay comedy called Bros with David Eichner also being released theatrically. And a interesting horror movie called Smile, um, which is, watch the trailer. It's pretty creepy, Chuck. And then we yeah. finally, we're going to get David O. Russell again, October 7th, Chuck. With an all-star mm-hmm. cast in Amsterdam now, yeah, it looks pretty quirky. It looks very Cohen's Brothers, yeah. um, but but Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Hamlet. I mean, everybody's Mar- in this Listen, film.
0: Mar- is there a movie Margot Robbie can't sign her name to? I mean, she's got to be the most. Uh, when when they have a script, I think they say, "Okay, we want a big actress. Her name's got to be first now." Right?
1: Absolutely. But now this Christian,
0: is- Bale, Christian Bale looks pretty gaunt in this movie.
1: He does. Yeah. Um, but david o russell usually does good work yes we um, agree um and and he's a very stylized director and a cast mm-hmm. like that he got some, de niro comes back as well um i don't know i'm i'm interested in that one chuck for sure uh halloween ends comes out october 14th and
0: i hope they hold true to that word
1: will it e- end? ends ends please
0: well, here's here's the thing this is what i take out of this They they're releasing a lot of like um 20-second 20, 20 TV ads, right? And nothing in this in the promotional campaign tells or shows that they're trying to tell any sort of a story. It's just basically Michael Myers stabbing somebody, you know. Michael Myers going after Laurie for a bl- like. There's no, there's no beginning, middle. When you cut a trailer, they like cut a trailer beginning, middle, end. There's nothing here. I I hope I'm wrong, because I, I I mean I want to like it, but um. I don't see anything other than a cash grab.
1: Yeah, I don't see anything I want to see. That's the that's for sure. Um, so so yeah, and, and, the and, and, for you. and the buzz that you talk about about yeah. how she's hardly in it and things of that nature does not interest me in the least, Chuck. Um, however, the movie The Good Nurse does interest me, which yeah, will be
0: released. Good. Looks good.
1: Looks real good. Eddie Redmayne and so Jessica so Chastain. Uh, a, a a good hospital thriller. Yeah. It'll be released theatrically and then in theaters plays a basically a serial killer. Who's a nurse. Um, and she's yeah. the one that's going to take him down. I love yeah. her. So, yeah. so it doesn't matter what she's in. Um, and you and I've talked about black Adam, October 21st. IMAX Chuck, uh, you know, it's the rock. It's, it's a cartoon. It's a, a comic book. I mean, can it go mm-hmm. wrong? Can it do bad? Can it fail?
0: Well, listen, it, it- the trailer there's people who dig these trailers I think it looks fairly pedestrian I mean I liked green johnson obviously it's an important film for dc because they say if this movie does well and ra- and, and 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 radiates among the masses that black adam will be a focal point in the dc universe going forward i mean it appears that it's an anti-hero character that will be, go to the good side in this movie and i think by the end will turn back to the to the darker side and setting him up as being a ma- massive uh, major villain in the DC universe. And it could set up a uh, justice league Two If that's the direction they go in again, I, I mean, I, I there's a lot of speculation, but speculation until proven to be fact is just speculation. So we'll and see. It,
1: and it's interesting counter-programming on that date. Normally you see counter-programming like this around a holiday or in the summertime, yeah. but October 21st, we're going to get ticket to paradise come out as well. And that's the comedy with George Clooney and, and Julia Roberts as divorced parents trying to break up their daughter's marriage. Um, yeah. I saw the preview looks a little disjointed, but there is some nostalgia in the preview. Chuck, yeah. if only I mean, to great. see
0: these two stars that bring their a game Here's a deal. If, if lost city with Tanning and Sarah, uh, Sandra Bullock could make a hundred million dollars. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you talk about lightweight cotton candy. Uh, You're right. I mean, entertainment. I mean, there's no reason. That people can't you know, that the already target audience for this film can go and enjoy it come out and see it.
1: Um I, I, like it. I said, that 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 movie is the most two and a half star movie I think I've ever seen it in my life.
0: I wouldn't um, give it two and a half stars, but you are being generous. But <laughs> I think like it. It's to me to me, if you're gonna finance the movie, you gotta I, I did I could never get behind the director's chair and and direct something so fluffy. It just yeah. I, I just have no interest in doing. It.
1: Yeah. Well, quite the opposite subject matter. A Very good trailer cut for Till. Did you see the trailer no. for the Emmett Till story about the young 14 year old who was raped and murdered in 1955, Mississippi? Tough subject matter. Whoopi Goldberg, another serious role. But October 28th, we're going to get some real good adult um, fare, Chuck. And it okay. looks like a real good film. Good. Um, and then other than that, boy, oh, boy, you're you know, we're heading into the November and there's just nothing to see. So what do you think? Like,
0: what do you think? Black, black Adam better have some legs or what?
1: A black, I mean, you've got movies like Enola Holmes 2 on Netflix is probably the most entertaining thing until November 11th. And then they, the worlds will explode because Wakanda were forever Black Panther comes out. And then, you know, every geek and dork and known to let mankind. Me
0: you, let me ask you a silly question. Silly question. If 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, Re-release the Poseidon Adventures 50th anniversary and put them off a marketing campaign. But I'm serious. Would people show up on the opening weekend? Yes or no? No.
1: No, they would not, unfortunately. Oh, not. They would not, Chuck.
0: <laughs> You're talking about f- no I, I I I, I, mean,
1: I, I they should on New Year's Eve, they should release <laughs> it. You're right. But yeah. they, and then the next day they should release beyond the Poseidon Adventure, right? I mean that I mean, that's what should happen. Um Chuck, yeah, we'll I'm do a
0: being serious now. You'd be joking. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm I'm being serious on the fact that if nobody's gonna want to see it, also on November 11th we'll get that Spielberg movie, um, uh, The Fablemans come out opposite Black Panther, and, and uh, and, and we'll go from there. Chuck, um, uh, you know we'll do a obviously a holiday and Christmas movie preview, so we'll wrap up here. I mean, back in the day there'd be at least two or three movies I kind of want to see. I don't know if I kind, I mean, I, it's just. The, I haven't been to the theater. I've been to the theaters once since, you know, the big summer movies that came out. And that was to see Jaws on IMAX, Chuck. So we we were a little excited this year when it started because there were going to be at least some movies coming out and some big ones in the summer. But overall, the summer was kind of if we didn't have Maverick and I like Jurassic World, you didn't. But if we didn't have Maverick, it would have been an underperforming summer.
0: Yeah, but having said that, the box office in general was good. Not as good as post-pandemic, but it was still good, and uh, very good, actually, in a step in the right direction. The question and the concern now is, is that article that Ben Affleck did six months ago saying he envisions theaters releasing 30 big movies a year, and the rest of the stuff goes on streaming. If that's accurate, that is not good for theaters. And the last thing I'll say is that, we did touch on this, but uh, Cineworld, which owns the um, the Regal Theater's, got a cash influx last week of $745 million. Now that you have over a billion dollars in debt, this will certainly stabilize that theater chain. But the reality is nothing ultimately long-term can change unless you have more product to fill up the multiplex screens. And to do that, the studios need to get on board and do the right thing by theaters, which we've been preaching for the last two years. So it's, my,
1: especially, my, Especially my, Disney. My especially do, Disney. Do I right mean, do ho- right thing. Hocus Pocus 2 should be a theater theatrical movie. And I saw the trailer for Disenchanted. That should be a theatrical movie. These are movies that have big nostalgia, big fan mm-hmm. bases. They're great. And, and, unless and they, they completely blow. And I doubt they do. They probably I mean, they're good. But Chuck, there have been bad movies being released uh, before in the theaters. They can they can bite the bullet even if it's bad. You're still yeah. pe- people are going to go. Um, I mean, Hocus Pocus 2
0: in a theater theater owners would like that one
1: Uh, i believe and this disenchanted in the holiday season in november people would go see that movie chuck they would Uh, i agree i I don't get it well we'll wrap up here chuck we'll do it all over again next week until then uh, i'll see you on the other side
0: uh thank you to the audience very uh, thank you very much for listening see you next week thanks for listening to movie maniacs download one of our archived episodes Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.